left off yesterday, today's daf is daf mem vav. We left off yesterday on the bottom of daf mem heim and days. Um, there are two dots on the top of mem vav and al, but it's not so bad that we didn't get there just because the sugi is really the same. It's all about, again, a katana being mekabelis kedushin or nisuin without her father around. So uh, we left off um, five lines from the bottom of daf mem hey amid days. What if she accepts not only Kedushin without her father's knowledge and consent, but also Nisuin without her father's knowledge and consent, and her father's right here, her, father's, her father is around. So uh, Rashi writes, She never told him that uh, she was in Kabbalah's Nisuin, so, uh, but he was right here, he was right here the, the whole time. Rafunam, meaning without her father's consent, even though, and he didn't say anything, and he's sitting here are watching. So Rafuna Omar Ochelas. Rafuna says she can be Ochelas Bitruma. Um, probably she can be Ochelas Bitruma because her father is right there. So even though he did not consent, but he's right there, he could have argued if he wanted. He could have said, What are you doing? That's my daughter. You're not allowed to, uh, there's not allowed to be any Kedushan with her without my word. But he didn't say anything. So if she is married to a Kohen, she's allowed to eat his Truma. Rabbi says, No, she absolutely may not eat Truma. She had no right to be Makabel's Kedushan on her and any soon on her own behalf, only on her father's behalf. Now, yesterday we were discussing if she, the father was was gave her over for Kedushan, and then she did the Nisuin on her own. So the, we, we discussed the issue of whether it can be assumed that the father would approve of the Nisuin, or Adarabah could be assumed that the father would not approve of the Nisuin in terms of uh, eating truma. Over here, she does everything on her own. So Amar Ula, so Ula says, wait a second, Rav Huna says she's allowed to eat truma in this case. It's like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, meaning it's not so comfortable to have smoke in your eyes. I'm not sure about vinegar on the teeth. But uh, either way, it's it's not it's not it's not good. This is uh, what Rafuna is saying is incorrect. It's, it's illogical. Meaning, in the case that we discussed yesterday, where the father gave her over for kiddushin, and therefore the kiddushin is chal on a doraisa level. Nevertheless, when she gives herself over to nisu, and we say no, she can't eat truma. That's not okay. Even though on a doraisa level she's mukudashes to him. Not only that. But on a Daraisa level, in Arusa Bas Yisrael, in Arusa Lekoyin, and she's a Bas Yisrael, is allowed to eat truma. On a Daraisa level, Erisin is enough to be matir a girl to eat truma. The only reason we don't allow her to eat truma is because we're afraid that uh, she's going to be machl, she's going to share the truma since she's still living in her father's house. She's going to share it with her uh, with with her brothers and her father, etc. So really, on a Doraisa level, she's allowed to eat truma in that case, and yet we still say since she was in the Kabbalah, the, the Nisuin on her own, she can't eat truma. Now you're telling me she does everything on her own, the Kiddushin on her own also. She's allowed to eat truma? That's, that's, that, that doesn't make any sense. So uh, so so continues Ula, and he says, Nirin divrei Talmud, I'm, I'm sorry, he says, in this case... Even though it's Rav Huna against Rabbi Yirmiya, and Rabbi Yirmiya is the Talmud of of Rav Huna, I think the Talmud is correct over here in in this machlokas. Um, you look at Rashi. Meaning, it's Ula still talking over here, saying that Rabbi Yirmiya, being the Talmud of Rav Huna, seems to, to be correct. Tosus discusses: Is Rabbi Yirmiya really the Talmud of Rav Huna? Is that uh, is that is that factually uh, accurate? So says Tosus. The kasha, the parakel sashachar. He says, but if you look at Mesachos Brachos Davchav Zayin, 
Mashma the Talmud Chaver the Rav Hava. It sounds that Rabbi Yirmiyah was the Talmud Chaver of Rav. The Kamaras from Rav Tzoli Shabbos Rav Shabbos. Some of the Rabbi Yirmiyah Bar Abba Mi Bedalt Amalei In Badilna, meaning the over there the Gemara is discussing the issue of Tosefes Shabbos and was talking about how Rav used to daven the Friday night davening, the Shabbos davening on Erev Shabbos, meaning it was still Friday, it was still Friday afternoon, and he was already making Shabbos. So Rabbi Yirmiya says to Rabba, Mi Badalt, did you, uh, did, did you stop doing Malacha also, or you just uh, davened early? Meaning, uh, was it a total Kabbalah Shabbos? And Rav, Rav responded, In Badilma. But, uh, but look at the way he spoke to him. He spoke to him in second person. He didn't speak to him in third person. Right? That's Tosus Diak. Umi Rabbi Yirmiya, Mi Badil Mar. He didn't say, did Mar uh, stop doing Malacha? So, So it seems, therefore, that he was a Talmud Chaver of, uh, of, 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 of Rav and not a, uh, and, and not a, um, not a Talmud. So, Venir de Trey Rav Yirmiyahavus. So, says uh, Tosos, it appears that there are two Rav Yirmiyahs, that there must have been a second Rav Yirmiyah. Now, this issue about speaking in third person, Rav Shechti used to always point out that... Uh, or at least he pointed out once, I don't remember if he would say it often, but he at least said once that uh, that the idea of speaking to someone in third person is is a sign of respect in Hebrew, in Yiddish, it's a sign of respect. He thought in English it sounded silly, meaning you don't speak to anybody in third person English. You meet the President of the United States, you, uh, you, you refer to him as Mr. President, but you don't say, would the President like a glass of water? You say, would you, Mr. President, would you like a glass of water? The third person is not, uh, is not commonly used in English, so he always thought that it, was, uh, it sounded a, l- a little silly to, uh, to do it in English. But in languages, that it is a sign of respect, so you would have to speak to a Rebbe in that, in that, in that way. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so that's it's enough to make a deal of of who's a Rebbe of who and who's a, a Talmud of who. Also interesting to note over here um, is near and different Talmud. Do we pass on like a Talmud against the Rebbe? Meaning, is the Talmud even allowed to argue on on the Rebbe? So, uh, so, so it seems that the the Talmud, when the Rebbe's around in front of right in front of the Rebbe, the Talmud is allowed to ask, but he's not allowed to argue in halacha. Once the the Rebbe is 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 dead and the Talmud is allowed, is entitled to his own opinion, he's allowed to formulate his own opinion in halacha. So then he could even argue on Rebbe. And this is a general discussion that we have. Where do we say that ein Talmud and where do we say Right, I mean, there are two two opposite rules that are in effect. One that we don't we, ne- we don't pass them like the Talmud against the Rebbe, and then another rule that says we pass them like the later opinion. So if some Rishonim assume that there was some point in history where it changed, where we used to say but then at some point we said, you know what? The Talmidim are, have access to everything that was said beforehand, and therefore the later generations, knowing everything that was said beforehand, are able to formulate an opinion based on that, and therefore are, it's a more educated opinion. They're like the, the midgets on the shoulders of giants, but they're still able to reach a little bit higher. So even though they are, they're not greater than the Rebbe, but they're able to formulate an opinion. <laughs> So I'm not sure in this Gemara whether whether Ula's saying that near and Talmud as an exception to the normal rule that really Rav, but over here it's an exception or near and Talmud which is the the normal rule that sounds like the first way that Ula's saying it's a big chiddush over here normally we wouldn't pass like the Talmud but over here we're going to pass like the Talmud anyway so I'm Rav my time is Rafuna what is Rafuna's logic though so Rabbi, meaning Ula's saying Rabbi Yirmi is absolutely correct 
But what would be Rafuna's logic that in the, in the case where the father gives her over for Kiddushin and she gives herself over for Nisun, so she had a Kiddushin Dar Raisa, she's not allowed to eat Truma. But when she does everything herself, nothing with the father's consent, she's allowed to eat Truma. So he explains, Now he explains as follows. If you look at Rashi, he elaborates over here. <laughs> She's acting like she doesn't have a father. She was Mikabel's Kiddushin for herself, and Yisun for herself. She's really acting as if uh, he doesn't exist. And he watches her act as if he doesn't exist, and he doesn't say anything. Why would he do that? Why would he sit there on the sidelines as she's acting like he's dead, as if he doesn't exist? So it must be either he was mafkir, whatever zuchus he has, or it's shtika koda. He's saying, you know what, I approve of her, I trust her, that's the kind of relationship we have, and whatever she's doing is good by me. Meaning, it's when when she was given over to, to Kiddushin by her father, and she only did the Nisun on herself, so then you could say the fact that he's quiet is just that he's angry. That what's she doing? I just gave her over for Kiddushin. Why does she think she could do the Nisun herself? So he's too angry to speak. But to sit on the sidelines for a second time, she's a, what? How how long is he gonna leaving? At, at a certain point, it's counterproductive to just stay quiet. Sometimes you're angry, you give someone the silent treatment, but you keep giving them the silent treatment. Ultimately, it's because you're mask him. It's not because uh, you're angry. So over here, it's that that's why in this case she's allowed to eat truma, even though she did more against her father because she did so much against her father that it's no longer uh, likely that his shtika is uh, is a sign of the fact that he's angry. Rather, you have to assume that his shtika at this point is a hoda. Okay, says the Gemara Vaiter, Itmar. Kitana shenaskatcha shlol dasavia. A Kitana accepts Kiddushin without her father's, uh, without her father's knowledge. Amarav, so either she or her father can can be ma'akev the uh, the kiddushin. Meaning, uh, if you look at Rashi, Rashi writes, Since at the time of the kabbalah's kiddushin, the father did not approve. She can make it. Meaning, normally the halacha is if the, we said before we said yesterday and then five hours later the father says, "Yeah, that's a great." idea, I approve. So the Allah is she's Mukadashas. But what if two hours later, after she accepts the Kiddushin, she says, I changed my mind, I don't want this Kiddushin. And then, five hours later, the father says, I approve. So the Gemara's Kiddush over here is, she is able to be Ma'akev. She's able to undo the Maisa Kiddushin prior to the approval of the father. Now, once the father has approved, it's too late, because then the, the Kiddushin is Chal. But prior to the approval of the father, she can accept the, uh, the Kiddushin. That's the way Rashi understands. If you look at Tosos, Tosos says, Meaning, even though uh, we said before that when she's Mechabel's Kiddushin, we have to be Choshesh, that maybe the father approves of it, and if the father approves of it, shouldn't she be Mekudeshes already? So, how is Rashi going to answer that? Rashi would say, no, she's only Mekudeshes once the father approves. Before the father had a chance to approve, so she can still undo it. It's not there yet. There is no Kiddushin yet. However, Tulsa says, no, the reason is, when the father hears and is quiet, so then we're choshesh that he has approved. But when he makes a macha, so then 
then he's uh, megala that he's not uh, that, that that he doesn't that he doesn't want. And even if the father wants it, the father is approving of the condition. She could stop it. So Frek tosles the kashiv and told her, "My yovel shetakev achrei she yisratzav habiyado lekachav al karcha." How can she stop it if the father approves? The father has the right to be giver over a kedushin balkarcha. So how is she able to put a stop to a kedushin that the father approves of? Says Tosos Yeshlomer Hainu Davka B'Tchilas Hakidush. Avol Hechad Neskatcha Shlolo Dasavia Va'archach Nesratza Av. Meaning, when does the father have total rights in the kedushin? Right at the beginning of kedushin. But when she was when she accepted kedushin without her father's knowledge, and then it was Nesratza Av. And we want to say that she should be Mukadeshes because it's a zuchus for him to give his daughter over for Kiddushin. So we say, no, this is a chov. If she doesn't want it, it's a chov. Now, there's a fundamental dispute over here, meaning the way Tulsa is saying is that even if the father approves, she's able to, to undo it, not because the Kiddushin hasn't been chal yet until the father approves, but because the whole rights of the father, all of the rights of the father in the Kiddushin are based on, in a Kiddushin that he was not involved in, are based on Zachel Nadam Shalobafanov. And you can only say Zachel Nadam Shalobafanov if it's an absolute Tzuchus. When the girl is screaming that she doesn't want it, it's not an absolute Tzuchus. So it's really a very fundamental dispute, what seems to be a fundamental dispute between Rashi and Tosa. Again, I didn't have time to, to look around in Sfarim, but it seems to be a pretty fundamental dispute. Rashi seems to be saying, that when when we said before that Nisratza Av she's Mukadeshes, when is she Mukadeshes? She's Mukadeshes back to the time of the Kabbalah's Kiddushin, or she's Mukadeshes Mikanu Laba from Nisratza Av? Rashi seems to be understanding she's Mukubeles Mikanu Laba from when the father is Nisratza. That's why up until that point she has the ability to undo the Kiddushin. Tosa seems to be saying that no, she's she may be Mukadeshes back Lamafreya. That's fine. But the Kiddushin is totally on it being an absolute Tzuchus. Because Nisrat Av is not a Maisa Kiddushin. It's not a Kabbalah's Kiddushin. Nisrat Av, meaning where was the, the Kabbalah's Kiddushin? The girl did the Kabbalah's Kiddushin. What gave her the right to do the Kabbalah's Kiddushin? So we discussed this yesterday. Perhaps one of the Shittos Rishonim, Zachin La'adam Shalobafanov. That since we assume it's a Zuchus for the father, he'd want to give her over for Kiddushin, so she can uh, accept the Kiddushin on behalf of her father. Midin Zachin La'adam Shalobafanov. But we pointed out that only works if it's a total Zuchus for him. If for any reason he doesn't want it, or now we're saying she doesn't want it, then it's not a total Zuchus. So granted, the Kiddushin is Chalim Afreya, but the Kiddushin is on a Tanai that it's a total Zuchus. If it's not a total Zuchus, then it's not going to be Chal. So again, it seems a fundamental dispute, Rashi and Tosos, is when the, the, the Chalosa Kiddushin is. Is it at the time that it's Nisrat Av Or no, when she first takes the Kiddushin, that's when it's Chal. It's just that it has to be with a, with a total Zuchus. Anyway... That's Rab, that both she or her father could be Ma'aki of the Kedushin. In this case, where the Ketan was Miskadi Shlodas of Yeravasi, Yomar Aviyah Velohi. Ravasi said, no, only her father has a right to change his mind. She doesn't have the right to change her mind. Esri Ravun Ravasi, Sravun says, Ravasi, Vamilah, Chiyabar Rav the Ravasi. Some says, Chiyabar Rav, Es Ravasi, Ma'in, Ma'in Aviyah, Enli Allah Aviyah. He asks me nine. Pasuk says her father refuses. Sounds like only the father has the right to refuse. How do I know she has the right to refuse? That's why Pasuk says the double lashon. 
that uh, any refusal is good enough, even hers. So that's the uh, the kasha on Ravasi, because Ravasi said that only the father could be ma'akev, she can't. Amruluhu Rav, so... Rav said, Lo don't, uh, don't, don't, don't follow, don't, don't say, don't um, put too much stock in a question that has no, uh, that has no validity to it whatsoever. I Meaning that question is not at all a valid question. Yachlushriluchu, you could simply answer, you could go and shepita, shalolushamishus. That, that pasuk is not talking about someone who, who's makadisha katana, the shame kedushin, right? It gives, it gives the katana something, the shame kedushin, shalolodasavia. No, it has nothing to do with it. That pasuk is talking about a case of a guy who uh, who seduces a katana without having ishus in mind, without any intention to uh, to, to marry her at all. Um, that's in fact um, the, the, that's that's the whole discussion over there. That's what what the question is: Can she or her father be ma'akev? So that's where we're where, that's what we're saying that uh, that the that, that her father and she can be ma'akev. So Fragmar Pshita Shalosh Krabai meaning uh, when when uh, he's you need a pasuk to tell me that she or her father could be ma'akev you shouldn't need a pasuk that should be obvious that uh, there was no kiddushin so we're, of course any, anyone could be ma'akev there was no kiddushin it's like uh, if it didn't exist uh, it doesn't exist so what are you talking about why do you need a pasuk to tell me that they could both decide that there's no kiddushin that's not what the pasuk is telling me Pasuk is not telling me that they could be ma'akev the kiddushin. If you look at Rashi, we don't need the pasuk. Tell me that she's muteris l'shuk, that she's not uh, she's not mukudeshes this guy. Obviously, she's not mukudeshes this guy. The guy never did a kiddushin on her. No, the Kiddush of the Pasuk is to tell me that when she says she doesn't want it, so you, the guy is going to be chayef to pay knas, meaning not only does the, the, the Pasuk makes it sound like that if the father says he's not interested in this act, and he's not interested in this man marrying his daughter, then he has to pay the knas. But the, the Kiddush of is even if the girl says I'm not interested in marrying this man, the man will have to pay the knas that you pay for uh, for seducing somebody. Nothing to do with whether there's any kiddushin over here. Armly Rav Yosef meaning the, the issue partially is then meaning the, the, the knas issue relates to whether he's going to marry her, right? And the Torah never says that if you're mafata somebody that you have to marry them. The Torah says you're ma'ane somebody you have to marry them. But actually the Rishonim and uh, 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 derive I think there maybe Gemara's I don't know exactly where it comes from, but uh, I think uh, we derive that that when you're mafata someone you also have to marry them. In uh, the Shilas we were discussing on Shabbos or Sternbach. Um, in the Chelik Beis of Chuvas Van Hagos, one of the one of the shilas that I didn't get to that he discussed was um, a guy was mafata a girl and he uh, he had slept with the girl and then he became a Balchuva and apparently so did she but uh, he wasn't interested in marrying her and he asked Shumbach does he have a chiv to marry her now because uh, he was mafata so Shumbach went through the whole sugya of how generally speaking by mafuta there is some sort of chiv to marry her. But only if she demands it, and only meaning in this case she wasn't demanding that he marry her, and he was so uh, well, it was an obvious answer in terms of the, that that particular case. But generally speaking, by mufutu you would have to marry her. If you're not going to marry, you got to pay the knas. So that's the issue. Meaning if the father or she says we're not interested in uh, in a marriage over here, so then the knas has to be paid. Now the lashon ihachi normally sounds like a kasha, but both Rashi and Tosos point out that over here ihachi is not a question. Ihachi is 
a siyata. We're saying, yeah, yeah, it's exactly correct. Now we understand that which it says, that you need kiddushin if a guy was mefata girl, he just sleeps with the girl, not for marriage sake. If they're going to be married, they need an actual kiddushin. Now, if it was the same kiddushin, the the, 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 the seduction was the same marriage, then they wouldn't need a new kiddushin. So obviously, you see that you're correct. That you need that obviously we were, the pasuk is talking about a case. Whereas mefata her not l'shem nisu, not l'shem ishos, and that's why you need a kedushin. Amlei Abaye says, no, nah, not such a good raya. Tzricha kedushin l'dasavia. Maybe the uh, reason you need a new kedushin is because now you need a kedushin with her father's consent. She's a katana after all. I mean, it's not that the first. It's not necessarily a good raya that the pasuk is talking about a case where he's mefata her shalol l'shem ishos. He may have been mefata l'shem ishos, but you need a proper ishos now, one that the father is going to approve of. Okay, says the Mishnah. Haomer lisha is kachuli b'tapar. A guy says to a woman, I want, uh, you should be mukadashish to me with this Tamara. And it, again, he says a separate lashon of kiddushin iskachili bazu with this item as well. So, which so so are they counted together as one item given over l'shem kiddushin, or are they independent? Meaning, if they count together, so each one could be worth a half a pruta, and as long as together they're worth a pruta, it's fine. Or are they counted independently, where you need one on its own to be worth a pruta? So that's the shaila. So im yesh So says the Mishnah, you need independently each one, one of them, to be worth a Shavapruta. If neither of them alone are worth a Shavapruta, she's not Mugadashas. But if you say, Bazoo, 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 I want you to be Mugadashas to me with this, with this, and with this, and you don't say a separate of Kiddushin for each one, you don't say, Iskachili Bazoo, Iskachili Bazoo, Iskachili Bazoo, you just say, Bazoo, 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 Im Yeh Shavapruta Bakulan Mugadashas. Then, they all combine together, and all together they're worth a Shavapruta, she's Mugadashas. If all together they're not worth a Shavapruta, then she's not Mugadashas. So Achelus Rishona Rishona Ainu Mukadesh Rashi Bachtum Yishav Pruta. The Gemara is going to deal with where, what this line is going on, but essentially what it's saying is that if she, if you give her multiple items for kiddushin, and before you give her the second one, she's hungry. You're giving her jelly beans for kiddushin. So. Um, before you give her the second one, she pops the first one in her mouth. And before you give her the third one, she pops the second one. She keeps on eating them before they have a chance to pile up in front of her. So then uh, you need one jelly bean to be worth a shavu pruta. It's got to be one good bean to be to be worth a, a shava pruta. You can't have uh, you can't combine them all together to add up to the shava pruta. So first says the Gemara, who's the author of our Mishnah? Mantan Iskachi Iskachi. Who's the one that says that the only way they're considered as independent acts of Kiddushin is if you say a separate lashon of Kiddushin for each of them. That's Rabbi Shimon who holds like we saw just a couple of days ago that you need to say a Lashon Shavuah for each and every uh, for each and every one in order for, for it to be viewed as separate Shavuos. I mean, that was a case where you know, if, if I, you had Pikadons uh, that uh, belonged to five different people and they each came to you and said, hey, you have a Pikadon of mine that you never returned and you take a Shavuah right? So Rabbi Shimon said it's, it only counts as five different Shavuos if you say Shavuah Shavuah So that's obviously connected right over here as well. It's only, it only counts as separate acts of Kiddushin if you say separate Lashon Kiddushin for each of them. The Mishnah then went on to say, if you say, I'm being Makadishi with this, with this, with this, only if they all have a Shavapruta together, then it's Mekudeshas. And then it said, but if she eats one at a time, uh, with the first one, before you give her the second one, 
then you need one of them alone to be worth a shavu pruta. So, what's that third comment, that third line of the Mishnah going on? Right, there are three statements in the Mishnah. What's that third statement about? Is it about statement? Is it about the ratio of the Mishnah, or is it about the sefer? Is it about statement number one of the Mishnah, where we just say that you need one of them to be worth a shavu pruta, or is it going on the sefer where we said bazu 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 that they all combine for the shavu pruta? If it's going on the ratio, why do you need the fact that she's eating it to say that each one is an independent entity? Because if you set a separate and kiddushin for each of them, even if you just leave it there, even if she doesn't eat it, she just leaves it right in front of you, still, uh, he, it, each one would be viewed independently because he says a separate and kiddushin for each of them. So it has to be going on the sefer where he said, but then, can that be true even if the first one was worth a shavu pruta, or one of the first ones was worth a shavu pruta, she'd be mukdeshes. Vamilvihi, isn't that to be viewed only as a loan? What does that mean? It should be viewed as a loan. So Rashi points out that kulam. Since he's still talking and he's still continuing the act of kiddushin and through giving her the other things, and and she already ate the first one. We view the first one as if it was a pikadon that she's supposed to watch until uh, the Kiddushin is finished, until the act of Kiddushin is finished. So if she's eaten it, she's been Sholeich Yad B'Pikadon. She's taken, uh, she's eaten her Pikadon. So how can that now go count as a, as, as a Kiddushin when the act of Kiddushin is not yet over? It was only alone until the end of Kiddush, until the, the end of the act of Kiddushin. By the time the act of Kiddushin is over, it's gone already. So I'm Rabbi Yochum, Rabbi Shulchan, Rabbi Basa, Rabbi Sakim, it's an expression. He says, we have a table, we have meat, we have a knife, and we got nothing to eat. Meaning, we have this comment in the Mishnah that if she eats one, that, uh, if she keeps eating them one at a time, that 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 if, as long as any one of them was worth the shavuot any jelly bean was worth the shavuot she's mukdashas. But we have no idea what the case is. Was it a case where he tried to make each jelly bean a separate act of kiddushin, or he tried to put them all together? So the gemara has two approaches. Number one, ravushmal amitavai liolam aresha. That it's really going on the case of the ratio where he said a separate lashon kiddushin for each one. Velomi bayikamar, lomi bayimana. I mean, there's a style in the mission sometimes to say not only do I have to tell you uh, not. Only is 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 uh, is this more obvious case true? But the less obvious case is true as well. We don't even need to say. We don't even. I'm sorry. Not only the more obvious, but less. Yeah. Not. We don't even need to say that if um, that if she leaves it in front of her and she doesn't eat it, that each one would still need to be worth a shavapruta. But the fact that she's eating it so soon might indicate that, that it's va- valuable to her. Because since she's getting Hanaz so soon after, I might have thought that you don't need it to be worth quite a Shava Pruta because it's so karov to get Hana'a from. It's so easy to get Hana'a from it, so she's getting Hana'a from it so quickly. So Kamashman therefore comes and tells me, no. Still, if he says a separate Lashon Kedushan for each one, uh, one of them individually is going to have to be worth a Shavar Pruta. That's one way to understand it. Rabbi Ami Amar, Liolam HaSefer. No, it's really going on the case of the Sefer, where he said, Bazu, Bazu, Bazu. Umay Achehev Achsme and Shavar Pruta. What does it mean when it says that one of them has to be worth a Shavar Pruta? Achehev Achrona Shavar Pruta. It doesn't mean one of them. It means the last one of them needs to be worth a Shavar Pruta. But not any any of the earlier ones, because any of the earlier ones is simply viewed as a loan. 
Amar Rava, Shemami Namid Rabbi Ami Tlas. We actually can learn three halachas from Rabbi Ami's uh, understanding of the Mishnah. First of all, Shemami Namikadish Mimilvein Mukadashas. First of all, we see that if you're Mukadish with a loan, so it's not Mukadashas, because over here we view all the earlier, everything up until the last one as a Milva. We view it all as a loan. Ushemami Namikadish Mimilva Pruta, Daita Pruta. We also see if you're Mukadish with a Milva and with a and with a Pruta, the um, the das is is, is the, her, her her das is on is on the pruta because we said that uh, when when the last word is worth a shavu pruta she's mukadeshes even though the first ones were a milva but her intent was not for the milva it was for the last one which is the shavu pruta and we see also that any time a kiddushin is given that's an invalid kiddushin so what do you do with that money let's say a guy gave a girl money the shame kiddushin but for whatever reason it was an invalid kiddushin so do we assume it's Matana, so he just gave it to her stam as a gift, and she gets to keep it. So we say no. We see from here most beyond the chosrin that um, that clearly uh, it's it's not meant to be given as a gift. It's meant to to go back uh, to to be returned. Um, uh, that's what Rashi says. Kol matana. We don't say the money is matana el pikadon. It's viewed as a pikadon. Meaning the fact that we keep calling it a milva a pikadon is a, is is indicative that you have to give it back. A pikadon, you have to give it back. And therefore, the fact that she ate it means she was sholeich yad pikadon, which you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to go and use a pikadon that uh, you're not entitled to. So she would have to pay back for the for the pikadon. Fine. Period. Itmar hamakadish achoso. Someone does an act of kiddushin. On his sister, Rav So Rav says the money uh, goes back, meaning the sister uh, gives gives back the money because it was uh, obviously it's an invalid act of kiddushin. Shmuel says no, she keeps it. He obviously meant it as a gift. So what's this far for each one? Rav Rav says the money goes back because Adam kiddushin Obviously, the guy's not a fool. He knows you can't marry a sister. The government of Obviously, he meant to give it to her as a pikadon. Some that she could uh, hold on to for him to watch for him. I pikadon. So why does he say to her, "Hey, It's a strange way to act with your sister. Why doesn't he just give it to her and say, "Here, can you watch this for me?" So says the Gemara. He's afraid that if he says it to her, that that, that he he wants. If he says, "Sis, can you do me a favor?" She's gonna say, "I don't know you any favors, no." But if he says, "Hey, says, "Wow, you love me. You want to marry me." And she'll take it. I'm not sure exactly. But uh, is it assuming she doesn't know that she can't be Mukadashas? No, I'm not exactly sure. But we assume that she wouldn't take it if it was just for uh, for Picado. But she'll take it when he gives it to her as a, when he when he's cute about it and he gives it to her as a lashon of uh, kiddushin. Shmuel Shmuel says, "No, the money is a gift." And again, everyone knows that there's no kiddushin on your sister. Why is he giving her money? Obviously, he means to give her a gift, and he wants he wants to give her the gift, so he gives it to her under the guise of kiddushin. But if he wants to give her a gift, why don't you just say, "Here, I bought you a gift"? Why does he have to say So people are embarrassed to get a gift. They don't, uh, you know, and embarrassed to say that they need money. So in order to help that family, uh, he doesn't want to give it to her as a matana. So he gives it to her as uh, as kiddushin, so which is apparently less embarrassing. Must uh, of Ravina. 
Let's say your mafresh chala while it's still flour. Normally the halach is mishas lisha. From the time that you knead the dough, that's when the chi of chala sets in. So you mafresh the chala and you give the chala to a kohen after the dough's been kneaded. What if a guy was mafresh chala while it was still flour? So, uh, so he says, Eino chala, it doesn't count as chala, the gezel biad kohen. And if the coin keeps it, it's considered that he's stealing. He has to return it. He is not. He's not entitled to uh, to keep it. But according to uh, to Shmuel, that says that the Moses is matana, shouldn't we say over here as well that it's a matana? Meaning, shouldn't we say the same thing? Everybody knows you don't give challah when it's still kemach. The fact that he gave the challah when it's still kemach should be indicative of the fact that he wanted to give the coin a matana. So he just stopped, gave it as a matana before there was any chiyuv. So why does the coin have to return it? So Gemara says, no, shiny hasam do nothing chorbamina. If the coin didn't have to return it, it would be uh, it would be it would lead to disastrous results, and that's why the the we, the coin has to return it. What's the disastrous results? As follows: Zimnin de Islay the coin. Sometimes the coin will have less than the sheer chala of kemach on his own. And he'll mix it with this flour and knead it all together in one big dough. And he's going to assume that his he doesn't need to be mafreshchala. That his dough is fine. That it's that it's good. And he's going to eat his dough as tevel because. Uh, the the point is, the Kohen is going to think that 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 uh, the part that the Yisrael gave him is not chayiv and challah because it already was challah. So therefore, he's not worried about being mitzdarifit with his other with his other flour, even and to be to be mashal mashir because he doesn't think he's, it's going to be it's going to be mechayiv the dough and challah when he's mashal mashir. But it will be because it didn't count as challah. So vasi the mechla the Kohen is going to end up eating the dough and the, the the bread as tevel because he's going to assume that it had no chayiv challah when in fact. It did. So that's why we're nervous. That's why we say the Kohen's got to return it. We don't want the Kohen to keep it because he's going to make the wrong assumptions about it. Frek the Gemara, but wait a second. Didn't we say everybody knows that you can't be Mafresh Chala uh, from Kemach? So what? Only the Yisrael will know that? The Kohen won't realize? The Kohen won't realize that it's not Chala? Everyone knows that it's not Chala. Says Gemara, Yodea ve'en Yodea. People sort of know. Yodea she'en Mafresh Chala Kemach. Everyone knows you're not supposed to be mafresh chala while it's still kemach, but But what he doesn't know is the summertime Meaning the assumption people will have is, yeah, why can't you be mafresh chala while it's still kemach? Not to bother the kohen with actually kneading his own dough. But it's not that there's a fundamental problem. It's not that there's no chiv of chala. It's just that you shouldn't do it so that so as not to inconvenience the kohen. That's what people think. And the kohen says, you know what? I'm mocha I'll take the chala anyway, even as kemach, and therefore he's going to assume it has the full status of chala. Uh, so, so, so therefore, it's uh, that's why the kohen has to return it. So, frek the gemara, aren't there better solutions than to say that if the kohen keeps it, it's gazel? Frek the gemara, v'tavi truma Why don't you consider it like truma? And not and not allow the coin to eat it until he's mafresh chala on it from somewhere else. Milo tanan, don't we have a similar thing? That if someone is mafresh truma from a a a pot that has a a a plant that grew in a pot that has a hole in it 
on on fruits or vegetables that grew in a pot that does not have a hole in it, right? That's uh, that, that's not really so because it does not have a hole in it. It's only chayv and trumid rabbanon, so it's it does have the status of truma, but you're not allowed to eat it until you're mafresh truma ma'aser makamachar. Meaning we just give it all the chumras. So uh, so why don't we say let the kohen do the same thing? Treat this kemach that he received this challah. Both as chala with all the chumras of chala, but don't allow him to eat it until he's mafresh chala on it from mimakom acher. So just give it all the chumras. Why do you have to say yes to return it and that he's stealing if he doesn't return it? So Gemara says no. But trey mani tzayis bechad man alot tzayis. When there, when it's clear that there are two different uh, kalim, one grew in a nuts nakov and the other in a nuts shein nakov, people can understand such a chumra and they'll listen to such a chumra. When you say, look, we have to treat this with the chumras of both because it's sort of like in this in between state. But when it's just regular flower that looks like any other flower and it came from the same clea as any other flower so people aren't going to understand the idea that uh, that you have to treat it with all with all the chumras um, now uh, the Pnei Shua asks what are we talking about? If the coin is a coin chaver, then even with, with bechad manetzayis, he'll listen even if it's uh, one, one one kli. And if he's nama aretz, um, uh, the, the, then uh, then even if you tell him it's stealing, it's not going to help. I mean, why 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 do you, when saying it's gezel biyad coin is it going to help? So uh, so so is the pnei shuos metarets that since you say that it's gezel, um, uh, the the, the it, will, it will serve the purpose of. Uh, of of the kohen not wanting to take it in the, in in the first place. I meaning, if you tell him it's gazel, meaning once he's taken it, so he might not buy the fact that it's gazel. But if you tell him in advance, oh, don't do that. That's considered stealing. So the amaritz doesn't want to steal. So if he does, if if the act can be viewed initially as stealing, so the balabais won't give it to him. Uh, w- won't want the co- the amaritz to be stealing, and the amaritz won't want to be stealing. So maybe the balabais will give it to him stam as a matana. So that way you'll avoid the whole issue. Viba same another possibility the own coin makes a size no the coin's going to listen he's with well, the coin we're fine with but that's not the problem the concern is the balabais the balabais is going to think he took care of his chala, and now he's going to eat the rest of his dough even though the rest of his dough is really tevel because he gave the challah while it was still kemach he's going to think that was good enough I really that's the concern. I thought we said everyone knows that it doesn't count as chala when you give it as kamach. So no, yodea He knows, but he doesn't really know. He knows that he can't be marfish chala when it's still kamach. But what he doesn't know is the summer time tircha the kohen. The balabayis is going to assume that it's all because of the tircha of the kohen. Tircha the kohen But the balabayis is going to say that look, the kohen accepted it. Obviously, he's not worried about his tircha, and that's why the Balabais is going to assume that he's allowed that he's allowed to eat the rest of his dough. So frankly, Marv Tavi Truma Vyaksaviatrum, we have another rate. So why don't you say count it as truma from the Balabais' perspective? That that counted as truma, but he has to take truma again. Instead of saying that Balabais gets the flour back, just say it counted as truma, but he counted as chala, but he has to be mafresh chala again. Don't we say that when you're mafresh on a nakov, on a nakov, when you're mafresh truma, the, 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 it counts as truma, but you have to take truma again? So it says, Same answer, right? When it comes to two different kalim, he's likely to, the Balabais, not from the Balabais' perspective, when it comes to two kalim, he's likely to listen to the idea that he has to be mafresh truma again, because he can understand that. From one kli, he's not going to listen. Frankly, more of a lot size, really, he won't. Don't we see that if you're touring something and you find that the truma that you took was uh, it was it was spoiled in some?
some way. So you, you, it counts as truma, but you have to go and take truma again. So you see, even though it's chad mana, people are going to listen. So it says more no shiny yasim to me daraisa truma ma'alihi midrabi lai because over there on a daraisa level it does count as truma. How do I know if you take truma from bad stuff on good stuff that it counts? Shem lo siswa lavchet barimchem eschalbo imeino kadosh nesius chet lama. Now if it wasn't truma, why would there ever be an issue of nesius chet? Mikan l'tarim minara al yafa shetrumasu truma. So there you see that when you take minara al yafa, when you take truma from the bad stuff on the good stuff, the truma counts as truma. So that's why over here, since on a daraisa level it is truma, so we're going to assume that the balabayis is going is 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 going to listen. But in the case with the chala, where in the rice level it's not truma because you're not mafresh chala kemach, so then we don't think that he's uh, that he's going to listen, and we think that is going to cause confusion.